You're listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is The Short List, NEPR's Week in Review. Joining us today, Mike Dobbs of the Reminder Newspapers, and Matt Fransky from Western Mass Politics and Insight. Welcome to you both. Hello. Thank you. New details were made public this week in a case in Springfield about allegations that off-duty police officers assaulted four African-American men outside a bar two years ago. Thanks to the reporting of Mass Lives Dan Glon, we now know that there was no public disclosure of the complaint for 18 months. And a new report that Glon got hold of raises other questions. Mike, how badly does this case affect the Springfield police, including how they're doing their jobs, if, as Glon says, it's affecting morale? Well, I I would submit to you that this is another issue that is going to make some people very uncomfortable with their dealings with the Springfield police. And I also think this is going to add a lot more fuel to the fire concerning the movement that the city council is make in, in making and reestablishing a police commission, a group of civilians that would be over overlooking, uh, uh, supervising the police department. Do you think, Matt, that this would make it Harder. Now, I should explain, Mayor Sarno has been against the change that Mike just described. Do you think that it will be harder for Mayor Sarno to continue to be against it, given this particular case and how it's coming down? Well, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, Sarno's going to Sarno no matter what, what happens. And um, would you like to describe <laughs> what that means? And uh, so, I mean, if, if he has it in his mind that this is not what he wants to have apt to be done come hell or high water, then he's going to resist it. That being said... Uh, he has opposed and promised that certain actions by the city council are not valid under the charter before and then went ahead and complied with them anyway. You see that with some of the changes they did to the residency ordinance early last year as opposed to the police commission that they passed late last year. He has until 2019, I believe it is, when Barbieri's contract is up to even make any moves on that front. So unless he makes a, a clear declaration that I do not consider this valid, then on a legal front, he can kind of just keep uh, mm-hmm. you know, pushing it off. Well, something the report showed was that a video from near the bar was obtained, but that 10 minutes from that video is missing from that night. Mike, that doesn't look good, especially at such a difficult time nationally for police relations with minority communities. I know. Within the Mass Live article, there is an explanation for that, and it it speaks to the idea that the video camera may be motion-activated. So, uh, as as you know, it might click on when there is a motion in front of them. Then there's that period where it would click off. Um, Not being a video expert, not having seen it, not having analyzed it or read an analysis of it, I'm not going to speculate, but that could be a valid reason why there's a gap. All right. Well, turning to a different sort of law enforcement, police departments are aiming to reduce the number of people who text and drive. Massachusetts Director of Highway Safety Jeff Larson announced this crackdown. Let's listen. You know, when you're behind the wheel, the most important thing you can do is just pay attention. Your job when you're sitting in that driver's seat is to drive, and that's what we want people to do. Just drive. Just drive. Matt, while a ticket for texting and driving might be a deterrent, it hasn't been so far. Do you have any ideas? Well, um, you know, as somebody who's guilty of it himself from time to time, really? um, uh, you know, it, it's 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 hard in some ways to just try to peel yourself away from your phone. They become such so grafted onto our uh, selves. Um, I, I think 
The only other ways that we could go about it to really crack down would might involve some kind of big brother aspects. You know, they, there have been talk about black boxes for cars. Could those kind of pick up whether or not a phone is being used? But then again, if passengers are using a phone, you know, is there really any any, any problem? You know, the, the, this is a, a technological challenge, both in a practical and in a, you know, uh, uh, actual digital sense. Mm-hmm. Mike, this crackdown, you know, it, it may make for some attention on the issue. It'll place some attention on the issue. But doesn't it also send a message that cops have been ignoring the problem, given the fact that there is such a rise in distracted driving? Shouldn't this already have been a big part of the job? Well, I think there's a history of distracted driving. I mean, people drink coffee, they eat things, you know, they, f- they fidget around with the radio or with whatever uh, music devices in the car. Uh, that's all distraction. Um, Will a police officer stop you if he sees you texting? I'm not sure because I think a lot of times um, police officers are looking for something that's a little bit bigger than whatever that ticket represents, even though it's very dangerous behavior. Well, I will say I think we're going to be hearing more about this. Um, But moving on, after a long, deliberative process... Amherst College has chosen a new mascot, replacing the controversial Lord Jeff with a mascot that truly can't offend anyone. The Mammoths. Matt, good choice? Well, you know, there's a lot of, you know, concern these days about mammoths. You know, they are, uh, they may be resuscitated through uh, (laughs) biological engineering and (laughs) You know, is it right to put an extinct animal as uh, your mascot? I don't know. These are some serious questions. <laughs> Am I laughing? Questions. I think I'm laughing. Um, but in, in all seriousness, uh, you know, I actually heard about this as I, um, as I was driving up to Amherst, uh, incidentally enough, a few days ago. And one of the things in a new radio report I had heard about this change was some people asking, is this really the most important thing they could be worried about these days? And, you know, it also brings up other questions, too. I mean, Amherst is named after Lord Jeff. I mean, how... I understand the concerns, and I'm not saying that the, the, the legacy of these people is uh, is necessarily a good thing, but there's good and bad in our history, and we can't scrub all the bad from everything just because uh, we, we think that, that that's the appropriate course of action. Okay. Well, Mike, another finalist for the mascot, because there were a bunch of different names being thrown around, was the Fighting Poets. That would have been fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yes, and I guess they would have to get uh, permission from the Robert Frost estate to have the actual mascot costume with an over, <laughs> oversized Robert Frost uh, paper mache head. And a fence. Don't forget a fence. Yes, yes. Um, I think math, uh, math, mammoth, uh, mammoths there, I spat it out, is, is a great name. In fact, I'm, I'm going to be compelled to go buy a T-shirt if the, if the logo is good, yes. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because I keep thinking about what it's going to be like at sports events for the person who gets to be the mammoths. It's going to be an honor and privilege. Are you volunteering? Uh, if 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 uh, Amherst had been the place I went to college, yes, I'd be volunteering. <laughs> okay. Mike Dobbs of the Reminder Newspapers and Matt Sfransky from Western Mass Politics and Insight. Thanks to you both. Thank you. Go mammoths. And thanks to our listeners for tuning into the shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. You can catch the shortlist anytime by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or by going to nepr.net slash podcast. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is New England Public Radio. Mm-hmm.